What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, as always, Nick Von Brick. I've been driving around, and I got beer cans bouncing out of my truck. I've been a drunk for like two weeks now. All right. This is episode 46. We've got uh, UFC 251, Fight Island is here. This is going to be a pretty predominantly uh, UFC episode. Um, we'll dive into the first annual TNG hot dog eating competition that took place over the 4th of July. Uh, the video should be out today. And then we'll talk a little NASCAR at the end um, and whatever else. But first things first, it's looking like college football might be in jeopardy this year. Um, I mean, the SEC was adamant that there will be football for a while now. But now you're saying you were telling me that it's looking like they're kind of floundering a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, earlier this week, the Ivy League came out and said that they were going to push back all fall sports to the spring because they're always first to do. They were the first to pull out of the yeah. NCAA tournament yep. for basketball, and they were the first to make a decision uh, towards the fall sports, which includes football. And then <clears throat> I think it was the Big Ten was the next big conference to announce something, and they said that they were just going to play within their conference which makes absolutely no sense to me i don't understand that at all if you're going to go play football why are you worried about playing football against teams outside of your conference that i don't understand that whatsoever but you said the acc followed suit with that yeah they um they pushed it back to september 1st which i don't even know how many acc teams were going to play before september 1st i think week one might may have been August 29th, but uh, that might have been like that early week that they do games one week early. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then the Pac-12 as well also announced that they are going to only play within their conference as well. Yeah, not good. Not good. What, that's three power fives, right? Yep. Yeah, not a good Not so a good. The only look. two left is the Big 12 <clears throat> and the SEC have, have yet to make a decision towards one of those and uh Texas and LSU play in the second game of the year so yep oh god and I that'll be that. interesting if that will happen yep I want to see that one for sure um yeah so uh it's not looking great for college football but there's still hope um what was the guy quoted at saying that worry about the season is at high to very high yeah so we'll see uh what goes on with all of that but Keep your fingers crossed because, God, do I really want college football to come back. Uh, LSU defending national champs. So we'll see. But <clears throat> so, yeah, over the 4th of July weekend, we held the first TNG hot dog eating contest, which obviously Big Easy Bets is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. You can go to tngsportsnetwork.com. Uh, go check out the blogs there. We're on Facebook um, at the Neutral Ground Sports Network. We've got videos, the whole nine blogs going out. 
the hot dog contest video should be out today. <clears throat> so we won't go into who won the contest. Um, but I think it's safe to say that nobody lived up to their own expectations. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. We had people throwing out legitimate 30s. Like, legitimately, I'm going to put down 30 hot dogs. We were lucky to get to double-digit hot dogs. Um, nonetheless, the video will be entertaining. <clears throat> so, but yeah, I mean, we got to get a realistic grasp on our abilities here, guys. I don't know. I don't know what we were thinking. Um and we talked about this when we were buying the hot dogs. I said, I don't see realistically. I said six or seven for me personally is about where I would max out out max out at. And that's where I figured the majority of people would as well. And that was roughly where they were at. Other than Bill. Bill, I mean, we can just say it. It's not ruining anything. Bill ate three hot dogs. Bill came over for lunch. We said, Bill, do you want to be in this hot dog eating competition? And he took that as... I'll go eat some lunch and then I'll bounce. Like literally as soon as the competition ended, he left. So I think he, he literally looked at it as like, okay, well, I mean, hot dogs, just go in, eat a couple, get out of there. Not have to pay for lunch. I, I mean, I, we address it with Bill in the video. Do you feel like you've underperformed substantially? And he's like, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Talk about not pushing yourself to the limit at all. Now, not even establishing what the limit is and still not going anywhere near it. Like, I don't know. We we had people going for it, though. Yeah, well, when we were buying the hot dogs, we were, like, buying enough. I think we had enough for around 20. We had person. 200 hot dogs. Yeah, so at the at the end of it, we had about 224 hot dogs on ready for them to eat, seven people. Um, we didn't even use half of them. No, no, I don't. Yeah, we didn't use. So how many were prepared? 224. Oh, y'all made them all. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying so not even half of them were eaten. No, probably 25, 30% of them might've gotten eaten. Yeah. So it's good because next year we know that we don't have to waste a bunch of hot dogs, but yeah, I mean, we, you don't want to encounter the issue of running out somebody going crazy, eating a shit ton of hot dogs, and then you don't have enough, then that's a bad look. So we went super above and beyond making sure we had more than enough, but, I mean. We that, had way too many. And that's what I, I remember we talked about it. I was like, I don't see any way. Like, I was saying 15 per, and we should be good. And I think we had enough for, like, I don't know what it was, 30 per people, thir per person. So, but I mean, it was still it was entertaining nonetheless. The video will be funny. Um, we had some people throwing up, so they went for it at least. But good God, Joey Chestnut put down seventy five. So uh, I, I don't know. Stay tuned for that video though. That should be out today. Um, so it, it, at the very least, it should it'll make you laugh. But all right, UFC two fifty one. Fight Island is real. It's ha it's happening. We had Gilbert Burns test positive for COVID-19, and then in comes Street Jesus to come save the day, <clears throat> which he's getting a lot of praise for this. Jorge Masvidal is getting a lot of praise for stepping in on six-day notice, uh, have to do a pretty substantial weight cut. 
But what I don't understand is this is the fight that they wanted to make, and he turned it down because he didn't feel like he was getting enough money. And so I'm sure they offered him more money to come step in, not wanting this title fight to go by the wayside for the Fight Island card. Um, but why, I don't un- really necessarily understand the praise. They're like, oh, he's he's a gangster. He's hopping on a plane to go to Abu Dhabi and six-day notice and fight and this and that. It's like we talked about this earlier. He, he This was the fight he was training for. I'm, almost, I'm still kind of shocked that he's 20 pounds overweight. Yeah, I mean, which which he made weight, so he's not 20 pounds overweight anymore, but a week ago he was 20 pounds overweight. He made weight, checked out on his COVID test, so he's good to fight. But how are you 20 pounds overweight a week ago? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's crazy <clears throat> how you don't know how much weight these guys cut. Yeah. Oh, no, I know as soon as they weigh in and they're good, they're fucking putting a lot of weight back on immediately. No, they are, but like... For Kamaru Usman, the champion at 170, he's fighting. Yeah. Um. During his training camp for against Colby Covington, he said on the Joe Rogan experience that he was weighing 196 for mm-hmm. most of his training camp. So yeah. that means he cut down 26 pounds just to make weight. So I he's almost fighting at, at a light heavyweight yeah. weight when he gets in there. What's light heavyweight, 205? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That really is. They they just put it all right back on so fast, too, which I just don't understand how your body can withstand all of that. Yeah, they say the guys with the <laughs> biggest muscles can cut the weight the easiest. Why, because it retains all the water? Yeah, they, and they can drain it they out. They cut system. that water weight out. with uh, Yeah, and he's shredded. Kamaru Usman is about as shredded as it gets, so that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, but I just I don't necessarily understand the praise for Jorge Masvidal. He... He had the opportunity to step in and fight Usman originally. That was the fight they wanted to make. He didn't want to do it. He wanted more money, which I get. You got to capitalize um, with your fame or where you're at. He was on his way out the door. He was a subpar fighter. I mean, he was a good fighter, but he wasn't anything to like write home about. And then he knocks out Darren Till in pretty spectacular fashion and then doubles down and knocks out Ben Askren in incredible fashion. The best knockout I've ever seen. Five second flying knee. Askren's completely out, doesn't know what happened. Um and then he fights for the BMF title with Nate Diaz and pieces up Nate and wins that make believe title. Um and his, his stock's at an all-time high right now, so I get why you need to ride that wave and try to get as much money as you can. But, I mean, he was on his way out the door. Now you're getting a title shot. so And you're turning down a title shot because you don't feel like you're making enough money. I, I get it and I don't at, at the same time. I mean, if it if it's about... I know it's about the money, but it should be about the title shot too. I'm not saying take... I, I, I guess I would have to see the number, what they were offering him. But but nonetheless, Gilbert Burns was going to step in. Unfortunately, him and his cornerman tested positive for COVID-19. And then now, here comes Jorge, back from the depths, um, to step in and take this fight, which now they're saying on six days' notice. Uh, but, I mean, that dude's been training. No, he was training for this fight. And a lot of people that train with him said that once it fell through with negotiating the contract that he didn't stop training. He just kept training. <laughs> but 
you you got to wonder a little bit if he wasn't preparing to cut weight and then having to cut weight on a little bit shorter notice than he would usually do it. Yeah. Um, What that will have to, how that will affect his body. And then also just the men, the mental preparedness Yeah, for a fight. <clears throat> I don't know. He just seems like a guy, he don't, he needs five or ten seconds to yeah, prepare for a fight. Yeah, he up and he's ready to go. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm all for Jorge Masvidal and what he, his rise to stardom that he's had. I remember watching his YouTube videos of him backyard brawling with in the Kimbo Slice fights. Like, the dude doesn't need motivation. He's ready to go at any moment. I mean, they got the video. He's in a post-fight press conference just knocking out Darren Till, and then he's going a piece up. I can't remember who it was, but he's going and – hitting somebody with a three-piece in the back. So he's he'll swing on anybody at any time. That's what he said. If he runs into Ben Askren at Whole Foods, he's going to slap him up. So <laughs> I don't think he needs any more motivation. Um, and we were kind of talking, if he if he is able to win this fight, it could potentially set up an absolute mega fight with Conor McGregor, which I would love to see. Don't get me wrong. I, Conor McGregor is obviously my favorite fighter of all time. I've never been shy about saying that. And I mean that's those two styles would make for an incredible fight. So uh, that's something to look forward to if he is able to get the victory against Usman. But let's start from the bottom on this uh, UFC 251 fight card. Um, and I say the bottom. Are you planning on picking the, any of the women fights? No. Paige Van Zant, big underdog, correct? Yeah. What's the odds at? She's plus. 525. This is her last fight with the UFC. They're apparently win or lose. She's going to Bellator uh, to be kind of, I guess, the star female fighter for Bellator. Um, might be worth taking a look. Uh, I don't think she's really beat anybody worth a shit, but she's undoubtedly the hottest fighter in the UFC in the female uh, in the female divisions. Um last fight might be worth something. You never know. But yeah, she said she only makes 45,000 a fight over here at UFC. Yeah. Which is decent. Now, yeah, I remember hearing Brendan Schaub talking about like 12 and 12. He's getting 16 to show, 16 to win, like something like that. So 45,000. I mean, it's yeah, I think, you know, what UFC fighters used to make was really – yeah, like forty five dollars and like, a half a pack of Camel cigarettes. Like, it's they, gotten better, but it's still not where a lot of people want to see it. Well, they know? can't compare it to boxing. Like, that's the problem. You can't compare it to boxing, but they pay the boxers so much money; it's ridiculous. Yeah, and sometimes the promote the promoters will lose money sometimes. Yeah, because they like, f- for example, the uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder too. Mm-hmm. That fight promoters may have lost some money because they overestimated how many pay-per-view buys they were going to get yeah so it seems like it's a little bit of an opposite game with boxing in the ufc dana white's willing to take no risk on 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 money yeah yeah and uh the boxers are just somehow they can they can get paid more (laughs) but so yeah what about the uh jessica andrade and nami Yunus fight are you staying away from that one as well yeah, so well, a lot of people like Thug Rose. She's popular, but she did lose to Jessica Andrade. 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 Um, <laughs> so you staying away from it? Yeah, I don't biting on these clowns. Okay, yeah, me neither. 
Um, all right, well, let's go straight into, uh, I believe it's Petter. Petter Jan versus uh, Jose Aldo. Bantamweight title fight. Yeah, so I don't even think Aldo should be here. I don't think Aldo, they gave him a questionable, didn't he get the decision victory over Marlon Moraes? No, it was the opposite. Actually, you and I thought Aldo won. Okay. And they gave it to backwards. They gave it to Moraes, but the USC acknowledged that Aldo likely won. So they were going to give Aldo the Bantamweight title fight against gotcha. Henry Cejudo gotcha. yep. at the time. But something, somehow that fell through, and Cejudo ended up fighting Dominic Cruz. Yeah. So Aldo's back for his. Why did I? I don't know why I had that completely backwards in my head. Because I remember that fight. Yeah, we bet on Aldo. Yeah, and he, okay, yeah, no. Okay, it looked like he clearly won. No, he won 100%. And that's why, from right then, was where I was like, this is bullshit, dude. This is why a lot of times I don't like betting on the UFC because the judges throw these out-of-left-field-ass decisions and you lose money on it. Like, So, no, I do remember that. Um, but this dude, Jan, is a different animal. Um, and Aldo, although he... Clearly, yes, I he beat Marlon Moraes, who I want to say is the number one contender in the division. Um, he hadn't been the same since McGregor took his soul. So whenever those eyes rolled in the back of his head when McGregor hit him with the left hand, yeah, that was his soul leaving his body. He's never been the same fighter since. Um, he He's more or less, he's kind of like Tyron Woodley. Like he kind of just doesn't always look interested. He looks like lackadaisical and he's just kind of waiting, hoping to kind of catch somebody with a big shot. He's not like he used to be where he's just running out and peppering you with leg kicks and just constantly adding pressure. But Jan is nonstop relentless. He's consistently, I, I looked, I would think I looked into it in every fight except one in his 15 fight career, he's led in strikes and like by a lot in volume of strikes. Um, he's had one loss in his career. He's avenged that one loss, but in the UFC he's undefeated. So we watched this dude absolutely fucking destroy somebody in his last fight. Um, it was um, what's his name? Uh, California. Yeah, yeah, Uriah Faber. Yeah, yeah, beat his ass. Um, so yeah, dude's got relentless pace. Uh, I'm pretty sure he trains with Khabib, so he's part of that whole crew. Um, got good wrestling, tough as shit, underrated striking. Real accurate strikes um, and just relentless. I, I don't give Aldo much of a chance here. Um, I feel like he's kind of on his way out the door, whereas Jan is on the up and up. So he is a rising star in the sport. And, I mean, just super fucking tough. I don't see how. I mean, where are you on this? You like Aldo? Hell no. <laughs> Peter Jan is an animal. <laughs> no, he really is. Like, he's, he's a different. Like he's strong. That's one thing I noticed in that in that uh Uriah Faber fight, how strong he was. Uriah Faber tried to go grab him or take him down. Peter Yan throw him halfway across the octagon. Yep. Like get off of me. He's n- he's not a d- different level in terms of strength. And then in terms of confidence too. He just he looks so confident in the octagon. Yeah. So like he it never looked like he doubted himself at all against against Uriah mm-hmm. Faber. And I don't see it going to be much different against Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo's obviously a much better striker than Faber, than Faber but yeah, but Aldo's Peter Yan o- o- all around, I don't know. I don't know if there's a Bantamweight that can really 
contend with him right now. Yeah, Aldo's just not the same. Since he lost to McGregor, he lost to Holloway twice. He lost to Volkanovski. He lost to Marlon Moraes. But, again, asterisk by that Marlon Moraes fight. But, I mean, he lost to Holloway back-to-back, lost to Volkanovski, two guys that are also fighting on this card that we'll get into in probably 15 seconds. Um, but, yeah, no, I he's just not the same fighter anymore. He's he's just not. So Yeah, I think Jan would have beat, beaten Cejudo. Yeah, he's really good. I would have loved to see that fight. I still think Cejudo's overrated a little bit, but it's just he's so fast. He's yeah. like the he's like that bantamweight fighter you don't want to see. Yeah, because he's like fast. He hits you with a bunch of shit that doesn't. It's not rocking you. But it's it not damaging, like it's, yeah. but it's it's scoring points, and it's just coming so fast that a lot of his stoppages are are uh, controversial because mm-hmm. of. Um, how fast he hits, but not with a lot of power. Yeah. So, I don't know. The only guy that I could see really contending with Jan right now is is Cody. Garbrandt? Yeah. Yeah. But even, then even you got to worry him. about his chin, but that's the only weakness he really ha- has shown because yeah. he's good. And he's on, quick as shit. On the mat at wrestling. Striking, obviously, is yeah what he's the best at, but... And just that speed, he's still got the quickness. But yeah, he's balding I don't know. a little bit. I noticed in his last fight, definitely balding. But it's all right. He's, he he's too fast for his hair growth. So all the right. bantamweight division though is is stacked right now with uh, stars. Yeah, it is. Um, there was one division I was looking through yesterday. I was like, this division is fucking terrible. Like I can't remember who who it was uh, or which division it was, but there's like nobody. It might be, I, I don't know. I, I don't even want to venture to try to remember what which one it was. But I was looking through. It's the one with like Michael Chiesa, I think, is in. I, don't, I can't remember what division he's in. But there's fucking nobody. Um, is it small guys? And like in between. Um, the 145s is like. What's a fl- it might even be the flyweight. The flyweight division. It may, yeah. It may, I mean, there's nobody over there. Yeah. What are we doing? But they were talking about getting rid of that for yeah, a while. They should. It fucking looks not that even. That was the one. Uh, it's not even interesting looking Demetrius Johnson yeah, reigned yeah, over yeah. forever. Yep. Um, all right. So second fight of the three title fights. This is a rematch between Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Blessed Holloway. Um, Holloway was the champ. Volkanovsky came in and took the belt from him via unanimous decision. Uh, and they're running it back. So. Volkanovski's kind of a freak. This is we were talking about this earlier. He was uh at one point like 240 pounds, played rugby. He's a New Zealander, I believe. Um and he dropped like he what they're fighting at 140, right? 145. 145, roughly a hundred pounds lighter than when he was playing rugby. And I mean, he still looks thick. His thighs, he that's what got him the victory in the first fight was those leg kicks. He throws some serious leg kicks and just kicks in general. It's another guy with relentless pace, just keeps pushing the pace, tough as nails, um, and really, like I said, really tore Max up with the leg kicks um, last fight. But Max Holloway is a guy who's a proven champion. Uh, he's beat Jose Aldo twice. Um I mean, he's got heart for days. I remember the first, not the first, but one of the first fights I saw him fight in, he was dominating the guy for three rounds and in the last 10 seconds pointed to the floor, 
and told him, let's go. And they just started swinging for the fences. Guy, Max was winning by a landslide and is trying to knock his head off, taking shots, just no defense, swinging for the fences. And I was like, okay, that was the fucking coolest shit I've ever seen. That guy is a warrior. Um, but he hadn't looked right in his last few fights. Um, I know he's battled some tough weight cuts. He There was one where he was trying to rapidly cut weight, I think, to fill in, and he wasn't able to get it done. They had to pull him out. They said he was just he was going going too taxing on his body. Um, so I'm hoping to see a more refined, back-to-normal Max Holloway. Um, we know he's got striking. Really, I mean, he's, he, he's a champion. He's got everything needed to win this belt back. Um, and we were, we were looking at previous fights and all of that. And Volkanovski hadn't really fought that many, that many people other than he beat Holloway. He's beat Aldo and he's beat Chad Mendez in his last three fights. But other than that, he's fought a bunch of scrubs. So, I mean, where are you at with this? Yeah, I agree with you. It's, um, it's interesting what the 145-pound division was back when Conor McGregor won the belt. It was stacked. Yep. But there hasn't been really a lot of new contenders other than Volkanovski in this division since that happened. It's the same guys, Max Holloway, Chad Mendez, mm-hmm. who uh, Volkanovski beat, and then Jose Aldo, who Volkanovski beat. But, yeah, I think looking at this division, it's fell off. Uh, it's really stacked on, on both sides of it, meaning the 155 division stacked and then the 135 division stacked. So it'll be interesting to see if you can get some fighters across back into 145 to uh, put a little bit more contention in for that title. But um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if Max Holloway could win the belt back because uh, to me he's more of an exciting fighter than Volkanovski. Yeah. Uh, Volkanovski... You know, let's be honest. Lay kicks aren't that interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he does push the pace. Uh, no, nah, he does, but he's like a he's a point. At least from what I saw in that Max Holloway fight, he was a point scoring fighter. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. Holloway, he, he got, was defensive. He and did. Then he would stop Holloway from coming in with the lay kicks. Yeah, I mean Volkanovski did get the finish against Mendez, but I, I want to say he won by unanimous unanimous decision against Aldo and Holloway. Um. But yeah, Holloway is a guy who's going to go out there and he's swinging. So he, he's got bad intentions when he throws. But one thing that just kind of fucking confused me when looking at this one. So Holloway's five inches taller, but has a two and a half inch reach disadvantage. Volkanovsky's got a 71 and a half inch reach to Holloway's 69. But Max has five inches of height on him. Yeah, Volkanovski's got long arms for such being so short. Like, that's ridiculous. He could scratch his knees standing straight up. Basically. So, that's something to pay attention to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I What what are we looking at odds-wise? I know Max is the underdog. Yeah, so Max Holloway's a plus 185 underdog. So, my gut... Now I Okay, my gut is telling me Volkanovski. It is. Just because I've watched consecutive fights with Holloway not looking right, but my heart is going to lead me to bet on Max Holloway hope in hopes that he can get back to championship form. And I do expect to see a much, like I said, a much more 
refined and precise Max Holloway. So I'm going to go Holloway here um, over Volkanovski. But, it, I mean, Max is one of my favorite fighters, so that could be playing into it a little bit. Yeah, I'm going with Holloway as well. Just because I wasn't that impressed. I bet on Volkanovski in the first fight uh, when Volkanovski was an underdog, but I wasn't that impressed with his performance. I thought Holloway just the lay kicks landing on Holloway had a, a big effect on him not being able to get in in a rhythm in that fight, and I think that he's going to be more prepared for this fight, more aggressive. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see what what uh, the Max Holloway finish would pay, would pay for in this fight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll definitely have to look into that. Um, so yeah, we're both in agreement there. Going with Max plus one eighty five. You said. Yeah. Okay. You got anything more you want to touch like, on that before? If you think Volkanovski is gonna win, um, but you're like us, kinda where we could see it going either way. You're saying your gut leans Volkanovski, but the odds say that Volkanovski is a big favorite, so it's probably yeah not wise to bet on him if you think it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely a safer bet on Max Holloway, in my opinion, just because the payout yeah, value alone. is more. Yeah. It's a, it's close to the same odds as the Peter Yan fight and Jose Aldo. The the Yan fight's going to be my biggest bet, mm-hmm. my insurance bet, because I'm a, most, I'm a damn near 100% sure that Yan's going to win. Yeah, but Jan's a heavy favorite. Right, but uh, you just you just put it on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if he loses, you're screwed. But no, yeah, that's the one I feel best about. Don't get me wrong. Um, if he loses, you're screwed. Yeah, no, that's, that's the one I feel most confident about. I think he's going to come out and dominate. So, um, but yeah, so then to cap off the night, third consecutive title fight, you got Jorge Gamebred Masvidal versus Kamaru, the Nigerian Nightmare Usman. So we touched on this before we got into breaking down the fights. So, yeah, six-day notice, stepping in. Jorge is on an all-time tear right now, um, really just dominating. Uh, I mean, to be able to come, like, jump into the spotlight like he has is pretty unprecedented. Nate Diaz did it, I guess, with McGregor, but Nate Diaz didn't do it as many, like over the number of fights that Jorge has. Um, He's got extremely high-level striking, but then you got on the other side, you've got Kamaru Usman, who we talked about this earlier as well, is is really good at pretty much everything, but he's not... Like with McGregor, you know he's coming in. He's got that deadly left hand. You got Nate Diaz. You got his jiu-jitsu um, and his boxing here and there. But mainly, he's known for his jiu-jitsu. Um, so Kamaru Usman doesn't really have that one thing, but he's good at everything. Whereas Jorge is going to have the advantage when it's on the feet. So I'll let you go with what you think is going to happen and who you're taking and why. And then I'll uh, I'll respond with mine. So, yeah, I think when you look at strengths and weaknesses, Usman's strength is wrestling, uh, but Masvidal's strength is striking. So I think Masvidal has a 
the the a fight in the UFC always starts on the feet, mm-hmm. so that's an advantage towards Masvidal, in my opinion. I think that Masvidal is quick enough and light enough on his feet to avoid being taken down by Usman. I think Usman's a little bit of a flat-footed fighter from judging uh, against his performance against Colby Covington, where Colby Covington, who's not considered an elite striker, was really sitting there and really tagging mm-hmm. Usman up for a lot of that fight. I know they both traded shots, but if if Colby Covington can inflict that type of damage on Usman, then Jorge Masvidal certainly can do more. So to me, looking at the odds, which these odds have changed a lot since they announced the fight, but um, I'm still leaning towards Jorge Masvidal just because uh, I think one of these two underdogs, whether it's the featherweight title fight or the welterweight title fight, I think one of these two underdogs are going to end up winning. Yeah, I agree. I I, th- I mean, I think Max is going to win, yes. But, like, don't get me wrong. Jorge can win this fight. If he does, then he's going to autumn- – he, overnight he's going to become the baddest dude on the planet. If you go through Darren Till, Ben Askren, who came in with a ton of hype, undefeated – from another promotion, you knock him out in five seconds, and then you win the BMF title against Nate Diaz, and then you go in, say he knocks Kamar Usman out quick. I mean, he's going to overnight, he's going to become the baddest dude on the planet. So he'll nobody will have more um, hype behind him. So, I mean, he's going to have motivation for this fight without a doubt. There's a lot riding on this, but the 20-pound weight cut scares me. If Usman gets him on the ground, he's going to dominate him. Yeah, but Masvidal's underrated wrestler. I'm not saying that he will out wrestle him, but I'm saying that he's good enough of a wrestler to Hold defend own. the takedown. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, and I think the big thing to me is I think that Masvidal is going to have a an advantage with quickness on the feet and speed because Usman's got those those knee issues. Yeah. So you look at the Usman Colby Covington fight. I know that they didn't have to really. They weren't really dancing around each other much. They would square up yeah, and they yeah. would throw at each other and hit each other. But uh, the Usman-Woodley fight, uh, which Woodley's considered to be an All-American wrestler yeah. in college, but Usman really took it to Woodley. But Woodley's yeah. a, not the same Woodley that we once knew. Mm-hmm. I think Masvidal's as hungry as he's ever been, and I'm going to pick the hungry dog in this fight. Yeah, I think I got to go Usman. I'm not going to lie. I just think there's too many. You can always go to your wrestling. If he gets rocked, he can shoot for a takedown. If he takes him down, then he's automatically at an advantage. His wrestling is, Jorge might be, Jorge's going to be able to hold his own on the ground. But, I mean, Usman's just on another level, in my opinion. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, you could potentially... If you wanted to do like an underdog parlay with the last two, you could. But like for a pick, I, I got to go Usman here. Just the 20-pound weight cut, and then you always have that security blanket of shooting for a takedown if things start to get a little a little hairy, I guess. And then, if, I mean, if he gets it, I don't know. Usman's just a freak. He really is. Like probably the best athlete in the sport. So I don't know. I'm, I I I like Jorge. Don't get me wrong. 
like I, I like that style of fighter. That's always the style of fighter that I've gravitated gravitated towards. So I mean, I like Gaethje, I like McGregor, I like Holloway, I like Masvidal. I like the people who stand and throw bombs and try to finish the fight. But I don't know. I I don't think I can. T- I don't think I can take him to win this fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you look at look at their records. Usman's only lost one fight. And he's got underrated striking too. I feel. Yeah, but his, his, he's he and that's another thing too. Though he could decide to try to prove to everybody that he can stand with with Jorge, and and stand and trade with him. So if that does happen, then that might tip the scale a little bit more in Masvidal's favor. But he, I think him and Colby, I think both wanted to show like we can we can stand and strike too. Yeah, there was real. Hatred between both of them, yeah. Colby Covington yeah. and Usman, and there's real hatred between Usman and Masvidal yeah. in this fight. They don't like each other, so so yeah, he's not he's gonna want to try to hurt him. He's not gonna want to just try to take him down and outpoint him. And yeah, get, but he could hurt him by wrestling him. No, and he could eating him down like Khabib smashes everybody. Yeah. But um, the interesting fi- uh, thing here is I think Usman ended up leaving his camp right. Because he was preparing for a fight against Gilbert Burns, or did Gilbert Burns leave that gym? I they were don't. teammates. I'm pretty sure it was Usman that left left the gym to train for this fight um, because he thought he was going to fight against his teammate Gilbert Burns. Yeah. So there was a conflict of interest in training in, in the same gym. So I don't know if you if you uh, take that into consideration, but uh, the record, if you look at Masvidal, 35 and 13, when I click on... On his last fights, uh, a lot of those losses, uh, especially coming into UFC, were split decisions. Yeah. So he's lost a lot of close fights. Um, no, he's an extremely qualified fighter. The dude's been in the game for a long no, time. No, he's for real, and I think I think he's got a shot. Um, and a lot of other people. When this fight first opened, it was Masvidal was a plus two sixty underdog. Yeah. He's a plus one ninety underdog. So a lot of people are. Are looking at Masvidal as having a, a legitimate shot. The biggest thing to me is it's that it factor that that he'll fight anywhere, anytime, yeah, any place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know that that it, it this is a professional fight, and Usman certainly a professional and and a champion. But um, I don't know. It just seems like Masvidal's got a little bit of an advantage here because he's he's never uh, held the belt, and then. You could also look at it, too, as, like, who's got more to lose, you know? Because you would think on paper, you're like, okay, Usman's got more to lose. He's got the belt. But Usman, what is he, 32? How old is he? It probably doesn't say. Um, They're both in their 30s, I think. Yeah, but I know Jorge's older, and Jorge's been in the game a lot longer. Usman's 33. 33. So, yeah, and then Jorge's got to be, what, at least 35? I think he might be 35, yeah. So but he, I mean that's that that's really your prime. No, I know, but he so he's 35 but he's got a lot a lot more fights under his belt. I'm telling you he's past his prime or he's peaking at the very least. So you look at who's got more to lose. I think Jorge's got more to lose because if he wins this fight, if he loses this fight, let's put it that way, then he's going to start to he's going to very quickly fade out in my opinion. He's not going to get He'll still get some big money fights, but he probably won't ever get another title shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of people saying, though, that 
this fight, um, Usman's got more to lose because Masvidal is only they're so called coming off of a six day notice, and that if Masvidal happens to lose this fight, you get a rematch. He has a valid excuse that he only had six days to prepare and cut weight. Yeah, when it that's not the actual case, but you know, you look at the hundred seventy pound division it's still stacked with a lot of contenders and then one more win over let's say Masvidal loses one more win over one of them contenders that launches him right back into title consideration see I feel yeah but I I feel I was about to say the same thing with Usman if Usman's to lose then he's got to win probably one fight and he's fighting again or he could even have another he could have a rematch immediately if he were to lose whereas I just feel like Masvidal's days are more numbered than Usman's I feel like he's He's got a ton of fights under his belt. He's been fighting his whole life. I just feel he's... We're going to be seeing Kamaru Usman in the UFC longer than Jorge Masvidal. So. Yeah, the biggest thing to me, though, is Us- the, the the troubling knees for Usman. Yeah. Usman can't train cardio by running. He does a lot of swimming exercises, a lot of work in the water for his cardio. And uh, it didn't... It wasn't a big problem against... Mm-hmm. Um, Colby Covington, who yeah. is considered the cardio king. Mm-hmm. Um, Masvidal, I don't know. He just seems like he's got that heart, even though that Usman showed that heart in that Co- Colby Covington fight and got that finish. But I don't know. I think Masvidal either going to win this or he might be he might get knocked out. I don't see Usman winning the decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it could happen. Either if, way. If, if he wrestles him and – and Masvidal is just able, good enough to not get finished, but I don't know. I, I see Masvidal really trying to get the finish here or, oh, yeah. or getting finished. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a hell of a fight. I'm extremely excited. This whole card is going to be great. we gotta, we got to suffer through the women fights, and then we're good to go. Um, but all right, so your official pick is Jorge Masvidal? Yeah, so the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to bet my biggest bet on Peter Yan because I'm a almost certain that he's going to win. Even though he's a big favorite, I'm going to risk that money on it. And then I'm going to bank on one of these next two underdogs to win, whether that be Max Holloway or Jorge Masvidal. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of them is going to win, and I'm 100% certain that uh, Jan's going to win. Yeah, no, I I feel very confident about that fight as well. Um, So, yeah, I'm going Jan. I'm going to go Holloway, and then I'm going to go Usman. Um I'll probably bet them all individually, and then I might do, or I'll, I'm going to definitely bet them all individually, and then I might do a few different variate, like a parlay. I don't know if I want to add all three in. I don't know. I got to figure out what I'm doing specifically, but, but it could, you could potentially do okay. Like it might be worth it to just do an underdog parlay, not with Aldo. I don't think Aldo has much of a shot, but with Holloway and Masvidal. Like Nick's saying, um, I mean, Jorge's definitely got a shot. Don't don't get me wrong. So, I just that twenty pound weight cut scares me, and then Usman's wrestling definitely um, worries me for for Jorge a little bit. But that will wrap up the UFC two fifty one fight card. Uh, I mean, this can be the best card in a while. So we've been hearing about Fight Island, and now we know it's legit. So we shall see. And now we wait. So what else you got before we uh, get going? I know are we looking at NASCAR a little bit? Yeah, we can briefly look at it. Um, 
They're racing at Kentucky Motor Speedway. You look at who's been racing well lately. It's uh, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. Kevin fucking Harvick. He races. Denny Hamlin was going to win that race last week at Indiana, uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, he slammed into the damn wall. He pushed that car too hard, blew his right front. Slammed into the wall. Like, yeah. That looked rough. No, nah, it was a bit hard collision, but uh, good thing he was all right. He's racing again this weekend. So you got to look at him. A guy everyone's been wondering, when is he going to win? Kyle Busch, yep. uh, last year's cup champion, uh, has yet to get a win this year. So I think you got to keep an eye on him. And then uh, I think Chase Elliott's going to bounce back into the mix here. Yeah. Then another guy, a long shot you got to look at for this race, in my opinion, is uh, Matt Kenseth. Finished second last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like he's getting back into the groove of things. He won at Kentucky Motor Speedway in 2013. So uh, Kevin Harvick's the favorite here, mm-hmm. plus four seventy five. I think Kyle Busch is uh, plus five hundred. Chase Elliott might be plus seven hundred. Um, Denny Hamlin's plus six hundred, and then I think Matt Kenseth is uh, seventy to one. Really? Yeah. Damn. So I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't know. I'm probably going to stay away from NASCAR this week. I, uh, it's, if I win money on UFC, I might just say, all right, we'll take that. Yeah. And um, I might not bet on NASCAR, but I always say that, and then 10 minutes before the race, I'm like, I got to get somebody. Yeah, I mean, I could very well I could very well wind up on something, uh, like if I'm watching and I'm bored or something. But, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one guy, I'd probably go with Kyle Busch. He's going to get one eventually, so it's coming. Um and then, yeah, I mean, I don't probably. Logano has been my, looking good. Yeah, he, he had, got them two early wins early in the yeah. season before quarantine. But after quarantine, he looked good at first. But uh, he seems like he's been struggling a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah, if I had to pick one guy, I'm probably going Kyle Busch just because, like I said, it, it's going to come. He's going to get one eventually. Yeah, he does have the pole position. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to look at probably – I'm, I've been going back and forth whether I'm going to go with Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin. Um, I don't know. I'm probably going to go with both of them. Both of them? Yeah. And then Kenseth? I'm going to go with Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott as my favorites. And then I'm going to go with um, – I'll probably put a few bucks on Matt Kenseth at 70-1. to one. Yeah. Um, you never know. I'm not sure who else I'm worried about. That I'm not gonna bet on, but there's always somebody. Brad Keselowski, uh, he's gotten lucky a couple of times this year and won. Uh, Kurt Busch won here last year. Kurt did. Yep. You love Kurt Busch. Yeah, but he hasn't w- been winning. So, um, I don't know. Martin Truex won here back to back in 2017 and 2018, but uh, he's looked like he's slowed down in the past couple of weeks. He could bounce back. I don't know. But, yeah, my picks are going to be Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, and then Matt Kenseth. All right. Yeah, I'll take Kyle. Um, You got anything to say before we wrap it up? Nope. All right. That'll do it for episode 46 of Big Easy Bets, brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Uh, UFC 251 is here. So it's a waiting game now. Uh, We hope we hope we can make you some money with these picks. We'll see what happens. Um. Remember to go check out the website, tngsportsnetwork.com. 
Check out the Facebook page. You can go like the page. We've got the hot dog eating competition video coming out later this evening. And that'll do it. That'll wrap up the episode. Y'all have a good one. Who dat?